And we're back. Did we ever leave? We did. The hearts and minds of listeners everywhere. But we're back for the third annual Freaky Deaky Halloween. This is Halloween. On this year's Halloween special, what we're doing is we're just kind of sharing some scary stories with each other. I have no idea what stories you've picked out. You have no idea what I've picked out. But it's going to be a little spooky in here. And that's kind of our uh, our favorite thing. And if you're subscribed on our YouTube channel, dropping tomorrow are the Halloween bonus stories, which we have a theme it's all about people who have claimed to meet the devil. I have a story for that. I know, yeah, I've heard. But our listeners have heard it too. So. Yeah, they've probably heard it a few times now because I bring it up quite a lot. Yeah. But yeah, so if you're a fan of that, if you want to check out some of those stories, those are also bonus for the listeners, a bonus bonus, if you will. Bonus stories and the bonus of getting to see you and I in costume. What a treat for everyone involved, really. I think it's a treat. We shame ourselves for the the viewing public, and that's okay. That's yep. fine, really. But hey, uh, we're like any Instagram influencer when it comes to Halloween. Yeah. We shame ourselves. Sh- sure, yeah. And we are the token image of what you picture when you think Instagram influencers. Am I right? Totally. That's the thing that this podcast is missing, really, is the sex appeal. You know, we ain't got the Zach Baggins or the, you know, Shane Madej sex appeal that people are just so into. Unfortunately, <laughs> we pick and choose the angles of these videos to make us look best. And I do it for you because you're not technologically advanced like that. You know what I mean? Maybe this is the year that we just get straight jacked and then start recording full-length videos and we start raking in the the subscribers left and right because that's what's missing. Hey, Everyone's told me. Then I can finally reach my beyond the calendar. Oh, there you go. A freaky piece of calendar. That's nice. Yep. Can you take your visit again? Sure. Goes to real. And I'm definitely still a believer. Goes to real. Be a scary. You're right, Scott. Be a scary. Be a scary. Be a scary. Worship the devil. Be a scary. Anyway, let's get started on some of these scary stories, shall we? After all, this is Halloween. Halloween. Our listeners are here to be spooked, and that's exactly what we plan on doing. So, Christian, how about you get started on the first one? All right. Actually, can you paint a picture for us about the the stories that you've chosen? They're they're dark is the best. Oh, well, that fits. Yeah. I, I, I think this first one will set a little bit of a tone. Perfect. Yeah, I've got a couple stories. Anything from purple-eyed demons to people in facilities, like mental facilities that are apparently possessed by demons. All kinds of fun demon work displayed throughout this episode. And that's kind of what I do, you know. Yeah. You know. This one has no demons. At least this first one has no demons, no supernatural that I can tell. Hmm. It's nice to mix things up every once in a while. Let's, yes. Let's get into it. All right. This one I got got from Reddit. New choice. One, two, three. They're sharing a story that they had previously read. Interesting. So we bought an old house, my boyfriend and I. He's in charge of the new construction, converting the kitchen 
into the master bedroom, for instance. Converting the kitchen into the master bedroom. I've never heard of that. I mean, look, if I could do anything, it'd probably be that. That's really... Oh, I get it. Now. You just walk yeah. right to the fridge whenever you want. Don't, don't got to go downstairs or anything. I'm all about it. That sounds unhealthy. Yeah. Okay, so he's doing the master bedroom, changing it in, changing the kitchen into a master bedroom, while I'm on wallpaper removal duty. The previous owner papered every wall and ceiling. Removing it is brutal, but oddly satisfying. The best feeling is getting a long peel, similar to your skin when you're pe peeling from a sunburn. Yeah, <clears throat> exactly like that, sure. I've yeah. been there, but that's, I don't enjoy it. It's like the person's peeling wallpaper in their mind. They're like, this reminds me of what I'm peeling skin. Yeah. Hello, is uh, Ed Gein in the building with us today? No? He, he might be. I don't know about you. I kind of make a game of peeling on the hunt for the longest piece before it rips. I've done that before. Mm. Under a corner section of, of paper in every room is a person's name and date. Curiosity got the best of me one night when I Googled one of the names and discovered the person was actually a missing person. The missing date matching the date under the wallpaper. The next day I made a list of all the names and dates. Sure enough, each name was a missing person with dates to match. Uh -huh. We notified the police who naturally sent out the crime scene team. I overheard one tech say, yup, it's human. Human, what's human? Ma'am, where is the material you removed from the walls already? This isn't wallpaper you were removing. Hmm. Gross. <laughs> and so it was exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Skin. <laughs> Ugly. So maybe Ed Gain was there. Yeah, maybe that was Ed Gain's house, you know? Yep. Well, that's unsettling to say the least. Yeah, that's a creepy story. So that's definitely not true, right? I hope not. That's definitely, yeah, there's no way that's that's true. So, but where did, where did you find that? What was the subreddit? Hmm, someone forgot. Someone forgot. Yeah. Yeah, that does sound relatively creepy for... Yeah, that was like, you just get that like... Just unsettled. You're like, oh, that's nice. Your skin feels a little weird. Yeah. And then you think... Oh, someone's peeling it off. That's why yeah. it feels weird. Yeah. Is it me that's peeling it and enjoying that long rip? <laughs> I can't tell you how many long rips I've enjoyed, but there has been plenty. On to this next one. We have from the Info Must Flow... When I was an undergrad, I had a part-time job as a counselor at a halfway facility meant to help mental patients reintegrate into society and gain some autonomy. One of the patients was a woman who heard destructive voices and was attempting to regain sanity so she could rejoin her children. She seemed pretty sane most of the time, if understandably depressed. Other staff said that there was something weird about her, or more weird than hearing disembodied voices, I should say. When I asked for details, they were vague and evasive. One day I was in her room with the door open to avoid any accusations of sexual harassment that certain patients often made, and the door slammed violently shut with nobody near it nor any wind outside. It had slammed so hard that a vase on the nearby dresser fell and broke. I walked over and opened the door looking for a reason and called over another staff member who had heard the slam and was looking over from a few doors away. The patient who was sitting against the wall in a chair in her room, said loudly, he's with another woman, idiot. And the female staff member who was a few paces, and the female staff member who was a few paces away around a corner went white and stopped. 
looking very uneasy. I found out that the female staff member who was not visible from where the patient was sitting was thinking about her boyfriend at that moment and why he had made an excuse to not see her at lunch, right when the patient had loudly said that he was with another woman. That and the door slamming by itself made me and that staff member rethink a whole lot. I even broached exorcism with the head psychiatrist in a half-serious way and was surprised when he admitted that he wished it was more accepted to try with some patients. He explained that although he was sure it was a silly medieval measure, that maybe it could help with some of the patients who believed in such quote mumbo jumbo. I agree. Very psychiatric to say mumbo jumbo. Mm -hmm. Several staff members had some similar rare paranormal stories about a few of the patients. Usually this schizophrenics who heard voices. Over the years, I've read some accounts by a few psychiatrists who had experienced the same link with seemingly disembodied intelligence bothering patients. There may be something there. And we've kind of touched on that a little bit on this podcast. We've had actually, if you uh, once again are on the YouTube, you've heard us discuss a specific case of uh, what was a disassociative versus like demonic possession. We kind of like weighed the pros and cons of both. Yes. And I think like that's something that I just keep coming back to because sure, there is identity disorders and there's stuff like schizophrenia and whatnot. But who's to say that there isn't some link with a spiritual realm involved in that? Like if there is outside of our you know physical world, some kind of spiritual world, who's to say that these entities or dark beings, whatever you want to call them, can't latch onto people and just tear them down. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a, it's weird to think about, sure, especially if you don't believe in that and you're like, oh, it's just your brain or whatever. But I'm saying that given that a spiritual world is 100% real, it's not out of the realm of possibilities to say, hey, maybe there's some uh, hijinks afoot on the other side that link onto people that, you know, feed off. You read about people that feed off energy and whatnot. It's possible. If, if the spiritual realm was real, Maybe some of those spirits trying to latch onto us are just looking for help, and we're too afraid to to realize that. And we've been kind of brainwashed to think everything that's spiritual is scary and evil and stuff. Yeah, yeah it's. I mean, look, it's not. There's enti or entities, but um, there's psychics and mediums out there that uh, quote unquote help spirits get to the other side or whatever. They're kind of stuck in, you know, I guess a earthly purgatory, if you will. But I mean, I'm not sure how much I subscribe to that, just because based off some of the stories that you hear, you hear what the entities are doing or saying through these people. And you're like, oh, that seems kind of malicious. I don't know if that's really like reaching out for help or anything, or if it's literally trying to take someone over or, you know, wreak havoc in the physical world, whatever they're, you know. What if it's just a, a, a problem with communication? Mm, yeah. Like it could be as simple as an Italian ghost just showed up needing some help, but yeah. When you're scared and something's speaking a di different language, it's the black speech. Yeah. He's like, yeah, forget about it. And you're like, oh, God. But really quickly to, to go back to what the psychiatrist said, wishing that mm. he could try that on some patients. Yeah. And I know it's kind of, you can't feed into their, their delusions kind of thing mm. normally in that industry. Sure. Quote unquote delusions. Yeah. Yeah. But it would work. I think it would work for some people, like the people that have the, these religious beliefs yeah it might work for them. whether it's a real demon in their head and they're possessed or it's just something in their personality is possessing them yeah. if it worked and they could be healthy and happy mentally I mean, and physically do it yeah either way if if they're doing it to get like to link up with their quote mumbo jumbo or they're actually exercising a demon it's the same ritual yeah and it's the same end result right so right. it's really just a matter of oh i believe that it was just in his head or it was an actual demon you know 
And that's not for us. That's for the person that's experiencing it. If yeah. it helps, it helps, you know. And the, the psychologist doesn't have to do the exorcism, so he can still be a psychologist and yeah. follow the science and not push it into the spiritual realms. Mm. Just bring in a priest. Yeah. And say, there are there are plenty of stories of people like I actually read a book. I forget what it was titled. I wish I could remember because that'd be great for this moment. Um, but it was written by a psychologist that told stories from his time with a priest and the fact that like he was actually hired by the church to go in as a yeah they, like a different boy like, and it actually reminded me a lot of the show evil on cbs which was pretty good yeah it's a great show and so like when i was watching that i'm like damn that reminds me a lot of this book i was reading so i wonder if they kind of based it off of that guy but it's almost like to go like bring a psychologist in to be like hey uh you're either disproving this or we have an actual you know demonic threat on our hands yeah. and some of the there's a lot of crossover there man where the psychologist experiences stuff where it's like look I don't know what to say other than it's supernatural. Like there's nothing physically or mentally that is off in this moment, but I experienced some crazy stuff. Yeah. From my understanding, the Catholic church sends in the psychologist first. That'd be a smart move. Do you know how many people are probably crying demons? Yeah. I imagine a lot. And then, then from there, they, they'll bring in that yeah. secretive exorcist that maybe doesn't exist. A James Bond type. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, they just kind of don't really admit to it. Yeah. So, but we know that there, that there are exorcists within if, the church. If we have an exorcist of any kind listening to this podcast, I would love to talk to that person about their experiences. Me too. I love, yeah. I love exorcist type movies. We should look for an exorcist and bring him onto the show. Have a little interview, a round table discussion. Bring those back. Those are a treat, right? Yep. Anyway, uh, should I get in this next one before you dive into your second? I have one that's kind of quick. Yeah, go for it. From Dr. Yared, being part of the medical community has afforded me the chance to evaluate patterns in all stages of life of people, including patterns that we see at the end of life. Some of you that work in hospitals or have loved ones that work in hospitals or have been close to loved ones as they took their last breaths and transitioned to the great unknown may have heard of what I'm about to describe. There's a particular phenomenon that occurs to people in those last moments and I'm taking, taking, I am talking about the appearance of kids running around their deathbed or just outside the room. This is to be differentiated from the phenomenon of close ones that have passed away visiting in the days prior to their deaths. This is different. This occurs hours, if not minutes before their deaths. I experience this with greater frequency whenever I work in the ICU ICU unit where people are very sick. What most patients describe is cheerful kids running around their beds in a playful manner, snickering around or just playing. Most patients usually respond calling the nurse and asking who these kids running around and where are their parents and scaring the living bejesus out of them. If they are experienced nurses, they know the time of the end is soon to come and they communicate properly promptly with us doctors to let us know to be ready. Literature often chalks this phenomenon up to a lack of oxygen in the brain or neurochemical changes in the process of death and dying. But the pattern is very recognizable and the experience is very similar across all cultural backgrounds and ages. Almost all hospitals have a story about these kids and if you're entering the field of medicine, nursing or any other health 
allied profession, you will certainly hear these stories. So if you're doing rounds in the ICU late at night and hear some snickering or tiny feet running around the hallways, prepare because the call code green or code red is about to sound off on the PA system. So not really a story, but it kind of touches on your story Hmm. where like something shows up and is kind of like we were saying, something latches on. In this case, it's kids latching on and, and supposedly they take that person into the afterlife. Yeah, I've actually heard a lot of stories with kids running rampant and like it's usually what I hear them in is usually like hospice homes and stuff like that where you wouldn't really expect to see a bunch of kids running around. Yeah. But people that are near the end of their lives experience children like some children terrifying, but for the most part, like running around laughing, having a good time and stuff. And I think that's kind of wholesome. It's kind of wholesome to think that when you pass on, like I know there's a lot of people that think like you die and you kind of like return to like a childlike state, you know, where like things are just like wonderful and everything's great and there's no problems or whatever. And and hell, what a what a time that would be, you know, I mean, I'm not opposed to that at all. But yeah, it's funny because I you mentioned that and that doctor mentions that, yeah, I've read plenty of stories where people happen to see children. Yeah. Um, the ones that are happy are always wholesome. The ones that aren't are the most terrifying. The, the ones that spent half of their life yelling, get off my grass. Yeah. Tend to have more of a problem with it. But yeah. maybe once they pass, that part of them leaves and they're thankful the kids are there to guide them. So I, I, there was an old Twilight Zone story from years ago. So the original Twilight Zone that has something similar with a group of people in a retirement home and it's like that where kids show up and interesting it's a very good episode yeah i don't want to say too much because i don't want to give it away for people that haven't seen it yeah spoilers for the 40 year old show guys a lot of people haven't seen that though and if you haven't you know other than the cheesiness of film back then they're mm. great stories so everyone hoping that christian was going to do a frame by frame walkthrough of this episode of the twilight zone you're out of luck. You're going to have to go watch it for yourselves, yep. people. That's interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting take. It's funny. Yeah, I have heard that plenty of times. I wasn't going to do that story, but then I was like, it, oh. kinda, it ties in enough yeah. with, yeah. No, it's very interesting. Um, getting into this next one by O Excerpts. I just woke up around 10 minutes ago, but I really woke up an hour ago and I had the most terrifying moment of my whole entire life. I opened my eyes and I couldn't move, couldn't scream, couldn't do anything. Now here's where the nightmare begins. I felt like something was in my dark room, I just couldn't see it. While being paralyzed, I felt something dragging me down. Now I don't mean normal tugging, I felt hands on my chest pushing me, and hands on my shoulders pulling me down. While all that fun stuff was happening, there was something scratching at my door from the outside, and the the loudness was increasing to the point where it was deafening. My door flung open, and from there I saw an actual demon. It was a shadowy figure about seven feet tall, pitch black with glowing purple eyes staring at me and it wouldn't look away. It was inching towards me to the point it finally got to the edge of my bed. It screamed something at me that I couldn't understand. Maybe some other language? Then the figure grabbed my neck screaming something that was deafening and disappeared. I still couldn't move and I felt the dragging strengthen. I heard voices across my room talking to each other. And here comes the worst part. I didn't even realize that it was the scariest demon I could have possibly imagined above me pinned to my roof. I'm talking about a hooded old lady with two foot claws for fingernails, a huge grin on her face, and her torso seemed lacerated. I closed nightmare fuel, first of all. I closed my eyes and accepted my death. I wouldn't open my eyes. Some time passed. I opened my eyes and I was able to move again. My bedroom door was shut and everything was normal. 
This is not made up. I'm positive 99% of you guys won't believe this story, but as long as I know what happened, I'm happy. Paranormal investigators, what the fuck just happened? That's the icing on the cake. Obviously, the old lady with the two foot fingernails. That anyone's nightmare right there. That's all you have to say. You could have ended that story. You could open it up. Be like, yeah, there's an old lady pinned to my ceiling with lacerated torso and two foot fingernails with an evil grin. And I'm like, oh, okay. Scariest thing I've ever heard in my life. Well, that, when he said he was like preparing to die, I'd be like, yes. Because after yeah. you can't unsee something like that. Yeah. You'd be like seven foot shadow figure demon with purple eyes. Child's play. The old yeah. lady with the grin. Creepy. Sleep paralysis is scary. Yeah, and that is an instance of sleep paralysis right there. That's one of the more terrifying instances. Like the people that, that have sleep paralysis that see these crazy things, and I say crazy in a loving way. Like I don't mean like these people are crazy, yeah. but like the, that see these like way out there, actual crazy what the hell type of things. I feel for them, man. That's got to be rough. Yeah, that's got to be rough. As a skeptic, I hope it's just a simple sleep paralysis. Like your brain is still dreaming because. I don't want to imagine that a lady could be stuck to the ceiling above me. That's one of two stuck to the ceiling stories I have, by the way. The other one, I believe, is going to be in the YouTube bonus story dropping tomorrow. What I do like, if if you read these stories late at night, which I unfortunately happen to do most of the time, uh, and you find yourself terrified, in instance like this, let me give you just a word of wisdom. You can turn it into a great, funny, ha-ha story very quickly, and that helps you get some sleep. And all you got to do in this situation, particularly, you think, oh, terrifying old lady with the two foot claws, the hood, the lacerated torso and the grin, seven foot shadow demon, purple eyes, You're like terrifying things. Right. What I like to think about is that if this was all real, at some point, some evil entity was like overlooking this situation, maybe it was the purple shadow demon. And he was like, send in the old lady, send in the old lady with the two foot nails. Yeah. And that old lady of two foot nails is like sitting on the bench, like, put me in the game, coach. I'm ready. <laughs> and <laughs> suddenly you're pacing to the ceiling, lacerated torso and all. And you're like, smile, bitch. I'm here. You know? So that always gives me a fun. I'm like, that's hilarious. If you think about it. Like, yeah. They're like playing these little cards like this will get them. In in hell, there's a corporate office. Yeah. Where they have to be like, it's nothing's working. And yeah. Satan's like, it's the old lady. Like we got someone. So we got an old timer waiting yeah. on the bench over here. She's been go get her out of the fire. We need her. That's right. It's time. Cut up her torso while you're at it. We got to make this real. Yeah. So that's terrifying. A great story. The sleep paralysis stories in general always get me because I've never been someone that has sleep paralysis. I've maybe had it like once or twice, but it's always been brief episodes. Nothing crazy. Nothing super crazy happened outside of the shadow person that choked me out and woke me up choking. But outside of that. Well, that relatively the, mild. The black figure standing there reminds me of my story because the Sandman. Well, the one with the the flames and the floor opening up. Mm. That figure was black, but it kind of didn't because there were so many flames. Yeah, there was like redness, and but it was a black figure. Yeah, we're getting small pieces of this puzzle that, like, over the the course, we're in season three now, and we've heard this story multiple times, and every time I hear this story. We just get a little extra, just a little nugget of information I didn't have before. And I'm like, oh, nice. So over the entire span of this show, you're slowly piecing this story together, not just for me, but for our listeners. There's and a couple options here. Yeah. Either. You're making it all up. It, I'm just, or, I'm misremembering it. Mm. Or I'm going to have PTSD when I finally get to the full memory. And you're going to be like, oh shit, I believe in everything. No, I'll be like, I got to go to the doctor. Yeah. Because 
now I'm traumatized when before I just forgot about it and life was okay. But now yeah. that the, now that I've, I'm doing this for the, the fans, the listeners, it's time. Yeah, it's it time to get your head out. checked out. Yeah, yeah, it might not might not be a good thing in the end. It was a great thing before, but now. Do you remember Scott's old coat coat <laughs> co-host? What happened to him? He went insane. Yeah. We don't talk about Christian anymore. <laughs> yeah, those were dark times. Yeah, but I mean, if you are gonna have dark times, this would be the day to do it. That's true. All right, this next one is from Spider Lane, Wales. I was young, five to seven, somewhere in there. I was sleeping in between my parents for whatever reason. I woke up. I remember the clock reading around 4 a.m. There was something standing by the window, looking out into the front yard. It looked like a man in a brown wool robe, about six foot four or so. I started to stir and sat up in bed, and the thing turned and looked at me. Dear God, that face. Extremely pale. Yeah, I pictured Adam Levine. We can turn this into an Adam Levine meme. I was thinking of Rasputin. Oh, I was thinking Adam Levine meme, where he's like, Dear God. I get it. That body is whatever. I can't remember. Not really Adam Levine, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I'll make it a meme and people will be like, that's hilarious, Scott. You're the best. And I'll say, I know. But extremely pale white skin, lots of really pronounced wrinkles, and the face drooped like it was melting down into a really pointy chin. Almost similar to a scream mask, but with all of the features of a living being. Creepy. Mm -hmm. Don't picture that people at home, especially if it's nighttime. Its mouth was hanging open and its eyes were wide, almost like it was worried or frightened. I'm also picturing, you know, the, um, what's the painting called? The Anguished Man? The Scream. Is that what it is? The Scream? The Anguished Man is something different. Yeah, The Scream. I'm picturing that a little bit. You can Google that, people at home. little bonus for you. It kept its gaze on me while it moved away from the window, in front of the bed, and out the open bedroom door. The second it exited the room, the lights turned on on their own and both of my parents jumped up on either side of me, breathing heavily like they'd both just woken up from a nightmare. To be clear, I was fully able to move during this. I don't think it was sleep paralysis, but I'm not sure what it could have been other than some kind of demon or really fucking ugly ghost. I've never seen it since, but I can still picture it clear as day. That's weird. That's weird. Like at first you would be like, I get being kind of on the, the edge of that and being like, ah, I could have just woken up and seen something. But the fact that that happened and then immediately after it leaves, both your parents like sit up in bed, terrified. I'm like, okay, it's hard. It's a little harder to ignore at that point. You know, kind of, it takes me back to our uh, story when the guy was thought he was having the same dream as his dog. Yep. Maybe, maybe the parents were dreaming something like this. You think it was like, what's, what's that called? Transference? Like dream transference or something? Sounds right. But like if they were touching each other or something. Not weird like that, you perverts. But yeah. if they were like, you know, you get it. Just imagine what kind of images Atlas has to deal with when you dream. Or vice versa, man. I have some weird dreams when I'm holding him. Let me tell you that. Like I fall asleep in the recliner with him. I build like a little wall around me. And so trying to have a few extra hours, but, and let me tell you, I had like three back to back consecutively weirder dreams, one after the other, like in succession to the point where, and I know I've just said like four different synonyms for back to back, but in succession <laughs> to the point that I woke up after like the third one, I was like, I'm probably just not going to go back to bed because it was like a 30 minute span. And I had like three very long dreams. Those are the best. Yeah. One of which there was an entire fence made of worms. And let me tell you not, and you're picturing like a big long worm for the, the posts, right? No, I'm talking hundreds and thousands of tiny worms making up the shape of a fence. Yeah. 
It got weirder from there. That is right? pretty I weird. remember being like, oh, there's an interesting fence. And I look closer. I'm like, oh, these are all worms. Okay. So maybe he's got the weird dreams and I'm the one that's, you know, with the sane, the sanity. I'm bringing the sanity home to him. What would he see that would make, well, what he could be putting in your mind if this does happen hmm. is something completely different that you don't understand. So your mind has to. Oh, so then I have to be like, oh, my son is thinking of worms, but he doesn't know what worms are. Maybe, so he, maybe it's not even worms, but it looks like worms and you don't can't quite make it out so your brain makes it worms because you understand hey, that hey christian if it looks like worms and it quacks like worms it's worms all right interesting nonetheless what do you what do you make of that story i think besides being totally freaky i you know it's i can't even talk you are speechless Almost. from the terror i got gotcha. you well because i have two different things playing in my mind i have the rational and the irrational the irrational is something was in that room checking them out and it's like, you know what? You guys are done sleeping. Flips on the light when it leaves. Yeah. I freaked out your kid. Now I'm going to freak out the parents. And then the rational is they just woke up from a simultaneous creepy dream and the light magically turned on by itself after the kid saw something weird. I think that's the rational, guys. But that's almost scarier. Okay. That's really scary. <laughs> so either what, way, it's terrifying. Yeah. What, what if our dreams inhabited the world as spirits and demons? I mean, yeah. I mean, there are people that think that when we dream, we go to a different land, right? Yes. That'd be a fun, that'd be a fun episode. We should, let's make a note of that. Okay. Oh, I love, I love doing the dream episode we did, like the scary dreams and stuff. Those get me every time. So we should, we should revisit that. Dreams are fascinating. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. Like either way, you can't explain it. Either way, it's completely unexplainable. Yeah. I, I would much rather it kind of be a, a, a ghost or, or a demon than someone else's imagination that's terrorizing me. Yeah. That wouldn't be fun. No. Unless they were like Willy Wonka, and then you'd be like, hey, terrify me with your imagination. But Willy Wonka is creepy on its own level. Hell but yeah, but you don't got to hang out with them all the time. Willy Wonka Chocolate Factory is very large. Yeah. I'm sure he wouldn't be around 24-7. He could be like, I'm going to the office 4,000 feet away from you. You explore this chocolate river, and that would be great. There's kids mixed in it. Kids from past tours mixed okay. in the chocolate. So well, maybe uh, it's no on the chocolate river, but you know, there's plenty of other, everything was made of lollipops and myspace.com there. Are you kidding me? It was pretty great. MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? This one's not too long. Baby bug 7267. Nice. Does that mean something? Oh yeah, just like it does. It means that person has an interesting username. Oh, okay. I was like, maybe this is some new, th you know, cause sometimes I don't get like, like I don't. The youth. I, yeah, and I'm not like one of those guys that cares. I'm like, yeah, you don't go dabbing on them. No, I'm like, yeah. dude, I used to be deuce, I used to be weird too when I was young. You used so, to be, yeah. Yeah. So now I think I'm normal, and you guys <laughs> still think I'm weird. Yes, but um, I forgot what we were talking about. That checks out for your, someone your age. Yeah. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> Years ago, when I was about twelve or thirteen, I was walking over to my neighbor's house, a couple doors down from mine. I took the long way around the block because it's, it was springtime and I loved looking at all the blooming flowers. Anyway, as I turned the block, I remember hearing someone call for help and being stopped mid-sentence. It sounded like a child my age. I turned my head and didn't see anyone, so I started walking faster. When I walked faster, I heard, some, heard them yell, stop. I turned my head and saw a boy, maybe nine, running towards me out of the bushes. I stopped where I was because I thought they needed help. I don't fully remember this part, but as he was running out, I saw him get pulled back into the bushes. I ran as fast as I could to my friend's house. When I got there, I told her brother everything since her parents weren't home. He told me I was crazy or something and kicked me out of his room, which is very typical for a teenage boy 
to do yeah. to some terrified. Get out of here, twerp. Yeah. Me and my friend continued to hang out and eventually we played outside. I was young, so I guess I didn't realize how dire the situation was and left it as it is. When we were playing on the trampoline, I remember jumping high enough to look over her fence. The second time I jumped above the fence, I saw the boy again, but he was in the front yard, all bloody. I kind of picked some weird stories, sorry. Mm. Anyway, everyone pushed it off. About four minutes, four minutes, about four months after that experience, a guy a couple blocks over confessed to murdering his son. He was crazy and was sentenced to life in jail. For a while, I knew I saw the boy that died after, but when I kept telling everyone that I saw him before he died, they thought I was making up stories. I found out a week later that the boy had been dead for over a year. I've tried for everything in me to find an excuse as to why I saw the, the dead boy as if he were alive and hurt, but I had no connection to him whatsoever. We went to the same school, but I didn't know him. I've never experienced something like that again, and I've been to a therapist for it before. Weird. At first, I was going to be like, oh, you're bringing a child murder story. Cool. Nice. I kind of was. This is Halloween. But, but there was a ghost. It was. Yeah, it didn't happen. Didn't happen on the spot. It was previous. The thing, the guy was a ghost. It happens. We've heard these stories many a time. Yeah. The ghost calling out for help. Remember. Didn't we, we started the episode talking about that? We kind of did. Yeah. yeah. We kind of did. You're right. This demon was latching onto this little girl for help. Oh, I mean, it was a boy. She just didn't understand. Classic, classic stuff. Yeah, that's uh, that's weird. Uh, you kind of do wonder what the correlation is there. Like, and I hate to sound like a broken record myself, but stone tape theory, man, that's the only thing that I can really like in those types of stories where like you, there's no rhyme or reason as to why you're seeing this. It's not you have no connection to the the dead person or anything like that. You just happen to like visualize it and physically see it even worse is it's kind of a lot right there like also kind of could be like that theory i always talk about how you certain people can see things mm. and maybe it's not all the time the haley joel yeah the haley joel oh the haley joel yeah, yeah i see dead people i get yeah, it now. you get it um but maybe it's you know like certain people like you could see these things more often but maybe all of us because of maybe it's something as simple as brain chemistry or something at the time we can see into that realm at mm. certain times and see that old lady clawed claws into our ceiling. Oh, nice. So, yeah, everyone, hey, open up your third eye. Witness that one. That sounds like a treat. If you want a similar thing without an old lady, just think of the movie Hereditary mm. with the mom. There you go. If you've seen it, you get it. If you haven't seen it, you need to go watch it because it's a great movie. It is. And it's a great movie for Halloween. Oh, my gosh. One of the, it's. To me, it's like one of the creepiest, scariest movies I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. There were some moments in there. You're just like, oh, damn. What? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you didn't need to do that. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I I'll, get it. <laughs> I'll just be traumatized. It's fine. It's fine, really. So I think to close out this episode, I have got a story from a book called True Ghost Stories, Real Haunted Ouija by Zachary Knowles. And so it's a fictional book? Yeah, for sure. That's why you got true and real in the title. So these are, you know, stories that are, and this guy's got a, a handful of, I'll try to remember to link the book in the, the episode description, but if I forget, just remind me and I'll put it in there. But yeah, he's actually got some great stories. He's got a, a, like a handful of these books out with different topics and stuff that actually I'm going to be going back into this specific book for the episode on Zozo that we're finally doing in season three and revisiting Black Eyed Kids. You know Zozo? Zozo's my favorite dog. 
Okay. That tells you everything you need to know about how active this dog is. It tells me everything I know about you sucking all the energy out of a situation, Christian. I'm excited for Zozo. Great. The, the story we're, we're going to do, because yeah. that's a fascinating it story. It is a fascinating story. I'm glad you could pull it back around. And again, revisiting Black Eyed Kids, which is terrifying every single time you hear it. So some you fun know stories. More terrifying. Instant constipation. Uh, anyway, yeah. So this this is a story from that book. It's called Portal. And actually, uh, on top of that, I think I believe we have another story from that book in the YouTube bonus stories that are coming out tomorrow. So again, be sure to subscribe on YouTube if you haven't already. Let's get those subs up. Let's make it happen. See how ridiculous Christian and I look. It's worth it for that alone. Um, I will not look ridiculous. Christian, you always look ridiculous. This will be no different. Um, it goes like this. One night in college, John invited four friends, Liam, Chris, Jack, and Paul, over to his apartment. The usual agenda was to drink and get into trouble. But this time, they decided to change things up. They decided to have a seance. Ooh, that is a weird change-up from drinking and getting into trouble. Hey, guys, let's whip out this Ouija board tonight. I know we usually knock back a few PBRs, but... If Let's you have change a, it up. Yeah, if you have a friend named Liam, you know this is all his idea. Yeah. Liam's do this. Classic Liam behavior. At about 10.30 p.m., the group decided that John would be the medium since he was the host of the party. John brought out a Ouija board, so it looks like maybe John is the culprit here, and they improvised with a large whiskey glass for a planchette. Ooh. Keeping true to what they thought, keeping true to what they thought a seance should look like, they turned off the lights and lit candles around the living room. Liam was surprised to see how serious his four goof-off friends were about the seance. Everyone gathered around the board, for once completely serious. Scared. John said to the whiskey glass, If there is any spirit or presence in this apartment, please move the glass. All were surprised to see the glass move immediately. They glanced around at each other before returning to the board. Would you be able to spell your name for us, please? Asked John. The glass moved. C-E-R-T-A-I-N-L-Y What is your name? I asked. I-L-K-E-R-L It's that spelled spell? Ilkerl. Ooh. And that's exactly what Liam said. Ilkerl? What kind of name is that? Isn't it obvious, said Paul? It's an anagram for killer. What? Ilkerl. I-L-K-E-R-L. Interesting. Killer. Paul is smart. Way to go, Paul. That was right off the cuff. I would not have thought about that. No, I I bet like, it's an anagram for someone who's got an idiot parents. What the hell? Yeah, I, I, I was like, I wonder what country he's from. Yeah. And he's like, it's an anagram. <laughs> yeah. Paul is clearly the nerd of the group. Yeah. Classic Skep Paul. Skeptic. Yeah. Hate those guys. The guys cast around more nervous glances. Should we continue? Asked Jack. Asked Jacked. <laughs> Asked some guy that was straight jacked. Maybe, said Chris. A discussion ensued, and the guys determined exactly how they should deal with the spirit. As long as they followed the right procedure and ended the session with a prayer, then they'd probably be okay. Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> They're like, oh, we'll just pray afterwards, right? Yeah. The whole ask for forgiveness thing? Yeah, that works. Uh, they read on the internet that if the spirit mentions a portal, they should close the session immediately. Portals were how demons enter the human world. They all agreed to proceed cautiously and not provoke the spirit. They returned to the board. If Ilkerl is still here, could you please make a sign? Asked John. Ouch, yelled Chris. What is it? Said Jack. Chris had his hand on his right cheek. I just felt someone hit me. Fear and foreboding spread throughout the room. 
Why did you hit Chris? Asked John. And it spelled out, I do not like him. And we asked why. Said, he is a twat. I was going to say, because Chris is a form of Christian. Classic. He is a twat is the spirit's reply. He probably was. Yeah. He's hanging out with Liam. Classic. Chris laughed it off. Maybe it was a joke. Are you a ghost? Asked John. The glass moved to no. Then what are you? The glass moved E-L-P-E-N-U-M-B-R-A. El Penumbra. Suddenly the room became ice cold. The guys didn't need to ask each other what El Penumbra meant in English. They all knew. But what does it mean? Demon. Oh. Ill curl. Are you a demon? Asked John. The glass moved to yes. Then N-O-W-D-I-E. Now die. Somehow the room managed to go even colder. Oh my God, said Paul. The others looked up to see blood trickling out of John's mouth. All five of the young men's faces filled with fear. Transfixed on John's face, it took a while for them to notice the glass and their hands, which were flying around the board. P-O-R-T-A-L. 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 Over and over and over. Their fears were confirmed. The demon was trying to enter their world. All five guys struggled to push the glass to goodbye. The demon resisted them, but they managed it. When they let go of the glass, it fell to the floor. The group recited our father and ended the prayer with, in Jesus' name, amen, and it was all hunky-dory. Except that's not what happened, is it? No. Never. They all rushed to turn on the lights and blow out the candles. John brought everyone some beer, and they were like, let's get back to our getting drunk like usual. And they tried to joke off the encounter like, it's fine. John, how's that mouth? Is it fine? You good? Uh... Still, no one felt they should leave John alone that night, so Liam, Chris, Jack, and Paul all decided to sleep over. They managed to drink themselves to sleep. Liam had a terrible nightmare. He found himself in a large room in the middle of a circle of light. He couldn't see where he was because the room was billowing with a dark, smoky mist. He could hear high-pitched whispering in the shadows. Slowly, the whispers became louder. They became voices. Liam could finally make out what they were saying. We're going to get you. Over and over. Then the voices became screams. We're going to get you. We're going to get you. Suddenly, hundreds of arms started appearing through the mist. Liam was paralyzed, unable to move. They were corpse-like with talons on their hands. Liam couldn't see who the arms belonged to, but he knew that the corpses were the embodied, the embodiment of, er- of Ilkurl. Of Urkel. <laughs> That's worse. They're the embodiment of Urkel. He's like, did, did I do that? No, it's fine. <laughs> the gray mist started to creep into Liam's circle of light. With it came the dead arms. Liam had no way to escape the nightmare. He tried to scream, but it only came out as a soundless cough. The mist was surrounding him. The arms grabbing him. Suddenly, Liam woke up and found himself back in John's apartment. Four other frightened-looking faces were staring around the room. When Liam spoke to Chris, John, Jack, and Paul about his nightmare, they discovered that all five of them had the exact same dream. What? What, bro? Demons are real. Demons are real. We got it. We got the soundbite we were looking for. Way to go. Yeah, that's a, that's a creepy story, man. I want to I want to let everybody know the first rule of Ouija boards is don't get hammered during or immediately after because that is a portal. At that point, you're just loosening yourself up to be taken over. 
Well, and the other thing you need to do is if you are, you need to put another shot glass of whiskey down for the demons so they don't Classic. have to go inside your body to extract the alcohol inside of you, yeah. thus possessing you. Yeah, and no means no. So remember, if a demon starts to say, you don't, don't go inside my body. Exactly. This is not your body. Not your body, demon. I wonder, no. I, I bet you that doesn't work on demons any more than it does in the real world. We just got to cancel them. Like, ill curl, your time is up. Bunch of people marching outside his apartment. Yeah. Gets kicked off Twitter. At ill curl. R.I.P. Another one with people dreaming the same dream, huh? Seems to be a theme we accidentally put together. Yeah, it's creepy in general. Have you ever had a, a same dream with someone? Not that I can think of. I think my brother and I did when I was younger, once. We dreamed of something going on in the backyard. We also slept in the same room, so it could have been some kind of weird, you know, transference thing going on there. But I don't really know, man. How? What, what do you make of something like that? If you're not really a spiritual world type of person, you're not really someone that believes in, you know, I don't the great beyond. I have trouble believing in demons. I know you do. We've, but yeah, you know, it. I, I like those. I like stories with demons for some weird reason. Everyone does. Everyone. Well, everyone that likes to be scared. Does. There's a lot of people like I'm probably one of the, the rare Christians out there that doesn't like a good demon story. Uh, that makes that that yeah. as you would say that checks out. Yeah, that does check out because most people are like, no, you're, you're opening yourself up to this and that. And I mean, you know, maybe. But that's also I think that philosophy is kind of an upbringing, mm. a religious upbringing where, it, sure. you know, and, and religion has a, has always had a part of its group saying don't even think about that yeah but to me you have to, you have to walk that line like i've never understood how you avoid all those dark things mm. and still get redemption like redemption should come from being near that borderland um border the borderlands the borderlands we'll call it that sure you don't necessarily have to go in i mean human nature you're going to accidentally or purposely or do something stupid and step in there sure but pulling mm -hmm. yourself out is the challenge so I, I don't think people should be afraid of that stuff yeah but they should protect themselves whether it's true or not there's there's a, a way of looking at the world where you're protecting yourself in yeah. your mind i mean even if there is isn't something out there you know there's there's ways of taking care of yourself I'm, i just don't believe in all that fear i think the fear yeah. would actually if there were demons would bring those to the forefront way quicker. Yeah, I can unfortunately see both sides. Um, I can see the don't even like mess with that. And that's kind of been my MO from the start. Like I'll read stories day all like day and night. But if you I can also see the side if you dedicate enough of your time to looking into stuff, then you are giving that more power than you are giving your beliefs or your whatever you believe in. And so if if I spend more time looking into demons than I do reading the Bible uh, which gonna be honest, probably do to some extent. It's uh probably frowned upon. You know, I can see that would be bad. It's just more entertaining. But see, that's the that's a fun word, and I'm glad you put it that way because I mean I don't listen to too many people that that I let people have their own religious beliefs and stuff, but there's one thing that I did here, and it's probably something that if I were to talk to my mom about that, she'd be like, I absolutely agree with this, but is that the idea is that you're supposed to be careful of what you open yourself up to, right? Like you can open doors to things. Well, correct? I think that's a legitimate way of looking at things, whether there's 
Yeah, sure. You know, from whatever, per, from both perspectives. Yeah. And so if from a religious perspective, if you open your door to, let's say, you absolutely love horror movies or you love looking into like demonology or like stories with demons or the devil or whatever, which, hey, stay tuned, YouTube bonus stories. Sorry, not to throw that out there for the fifth time. But if you do that stuff, then you could be opening a door that is not you are not opening a door for God to come in and fill your life with love and the Holy Spirit and all that fun stuff, right? You're opening the door for the devil, the quote unquote devil, whatever the enemy is you want to, you want to ascribe to that. But the main thing that you can open doors to is in the entertainment industry. That's what a lot of people say. Yeah, they say Hollywood in general. You know, you got the horror movies, you got the crazy music with the like derogatory, like everything that you can possibly imagine. It's entertaining, right? It's all entertainment. Right. But what's the first five letters of that word? Enter. And so you're opening that door to something bad. You know, I can see both sides of that. And I know it sounds crazy to someone that's not religious, probably, where you're like, ah, what a bunch of, what a crock of shit. But as someone that was not only raising this stuff, but has also looked into it a fair amount, like I can see it. I can see the signs and everything. Whether or not that's quote unquote brainwashing, or that's just actually being open to what's going on in the world from a spiritual perspective, like I can see it. It's never once stopped me from looking into stuff. So I'm not gr a great example. I'm not like a thriving living embodiment of what you should do in those situations. But I, I think it's unhealthy to take that re religious view where you abstain from everything. Yeah. Because it might be evil. I don't believe that Hollywood is evil. I don't believe the entertainment industry is evil. I believe there's a lot of problems in there. Mm. And there probably are people that we would call evil sure. running things there. That's been proven over and over again. But I just, you know, from a psychological perspective, from a skeptical point of view, opening those those doors could be problematic. If it's even if you're you take out the religious aspect. Yeah. There's certain doors you shouldn't open in your brain, you know, it, because similar things can happen. I just think that a lot of that, as a, as somebody that likes history, a lot of those, the fear mongering that started in the early church hmm. was more there to stamp out what they called pagan beliefs back then. And that was their way of saying, don't even think about that because it's evil so that they could basically cancel that pagan religion. Hmm. And then some of it melded into whatever religion we're talking about we we're not just talking about christianity you see this in all the major religions that some of that pagan stuff actually w became part of that religion if you trace it back far enough so to me it's fear-mongering i do understand why certain people that are are very devout in their religions are afraid of it i just think some of it's dangerous in a, in a different way and some of it has created violence and death and persecution oh, sure, because yeah. of that thinking. So so that's where I struggle with a little bit. Yeah. But I, I love the demon stuff. I don't feel like I'm going to hell because I like a good horror story. I mean. Hey, we, no one's saying you're going to hell. I'm saying of the two options. I, I think it's healthy to be scared. I know. Yeah, you have a weird, a really weird perception on that. Like, yeah, you're I mean, like, well, back in the ancient days, we were, it's what kept us alive. Like, nah, Right. Dude. I think it's it's healthy to get that little burst of adrenaline every once in a while. Yeah. I think it's what your brain needs. It helps you. And you see it as we get more lethargic and just sit in front of our TVs and not using parts of our brain that are meant for survival. You yeah. see it damaging people. Yeah. When they turn us into mindless sheep that just do what they want and buy what they need. Yeah. But, you know, we blame it on them, but we're a lot, we're agreeing to it. Hey man, there's something called marketing and yeah. that's what makes us. So yeah, I mean, sure. Again, 
it's a choice. But at the end of the day, man, that doesn't make it good. Just because we're the ones that pulled the trigger on that choice doesn't make it good. It doesn't mean, well, that's the way it's supposed to go. Like, I get your perspective on things. I get where you're coming from. But it also brings me great joy to tell you that you're just 100% wrong on it. You know, and that's fine. That's fine. Not everyone can bat a thousand, you know? Well, I mean, sometimes you should look out your window and see the moose walking by. I, I have several times this week. Right. I have. But, but a lot of us don't. And a lot of us spend a lot of time staring at our TV, being triggered by what the media tells us instead of enjoying the good life that's around you. That's yeah. what I mean. It's like some of the being scared is part of that. Now sure. we now we have to get synthetic scares from the t- television or the movie theater. Yeah, instead of going outside to face the moose like a man. Yeah, and getting trampled to death. I do not. That's where you get that. your natural fear. I from, don't condone everyone. that behavior anymore. Moose are scary and they attack people. Sure, especially when there's two tiny moose yeah. behind them. I'm yeah. sure she would have been like, "Oh, it's it's time to play. I got you, son." Yeah. You're you're yeah. thinking bears when are are the thing to be afraid of when you come to Alaska. I'm pretty sure more people are attacked in Alaska each year by moose than bears. And moose are about 10 times bigger than most bears. They're so. bigger than cars. They're but bigger the than hell yeah. yours and China's cars. That one that walked through your yard this morning. Mm-hmm. And the one that walked through what Wednesday or whatever it was a week ago equally yeah. as large. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean moose are demons. Moose are demons. There you you heard it here first. I guess that pretty much wraps up the the freaky deaky Halloween special. This is Halloween. For now. Yeah, come get the the bonus. Yeah, you're look, guys, last year I'm a little disappointed. Actually, you know what? We were kind of small lot. We were a lot much smaller last we, year. We were, and that's that's why I'm I'm disappointed because the videos were hilarious and mm-hmm. they were great. And that's my like my favorite thing is making funny funny content. Everyone thinks this is a paranormal show. It's not. It's a paranormal comedy show, and that means we get to have fun with it and joke around and have some funny ha-has and not really care what the other person has to say because, in all honesty, we have our own beliefs, you know? I care what you say. And that's fine. It's fine. Either way. But the videos from last year's Halloween were grade A classic shit. I agree. And I'm telling you, they did not get the love they deserved. It would, I mean, if you want to go check those out while you're checking out the new one, be sure to do that. It's got Heather in the old ones. You can check that out, see what that was like, and see what it's like with just the boys for season three. What yeah. I've lovingly termed Three Deaky. Three Deaky. Three Deaky. So let's get that trending on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get it tra- can, trending anywhere. Can you get it trending with four people hashtagging it? No, probably not. It's beside the point. Maybe five. Maybe five. Five of you guys get it trending. Five of you guys. Anyway, we're rambling on at this point. Head on over to the YouTube tomorrow. Check out the bonus stories. If you haven't already, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Freaky Deaky Pod, on TikTok at TFT Paranormal. And if you have a scary story of your own, be it personal experience or friend of a friend told you a story that they experienced and you want to share it with the podcast we'll share it with our listeners we love hearing from you guys let's make that happen can i share a quick psa i'm gonna let you know people before you go to sleep from now on look to your ceiling and make sure there's not an old lady up there that i mean hey that could save lives you're right so could end lives too just thinking about it yeah you're welcome cool that's a nice little end end note from christian Anyway, we'll see you next week for we're discussing Lord of the Rings and the possibility. Is it based on a true story? Interesting. Interesting discussion. Is it based on a true story? Based was Tolkien. Did he have something up his sleeves? Ancient knowledge that we're unaware of. What was he trying to tell us? That's right. Find out next week on the Freaky Deaky. In the meantime, have yourself a happy Halloween, and we will see you right back here next week 
on the Freaky Deaky. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. You know, I, I was listening to our season, yeah. beginning season. Did episode. you enjoy those? I, I enjoyed one of the <laughs> editing tricks you did. <laughs> what's what's that? You basically, what was it that you did? It was like right near the beginning where it's like, I, I said something and then you put something else I said er earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, make, don't, I don't know if that's accurate or not, but sure. Like you made me sound like I, I don't know what it, I don't know how too early in my brain, still not yeah. working, but. That's great. I can help you with it. You said the Nephilim weren't real, and then you immediately said, I am wrong. Okay. So, yeah. I was like, what was that? You're like, did I really say I am wrong? The first time I didn't, I was like, that's weird. Yeah, that's I weird must, of me to just say that immediately. Actually. That's like not kind of my type, but like, that's not the way I joke. So mm -hmm. it was like, and then, the, and then I got it like right away after it happened again. Classic. Good job. Classic stuff, yeah. I mean, and, that's what happens when I get sound bites from you throughout three seasons of, of a show. Is I don't blame you, man. I do the same thing. Oh, yeah. I have all kinds of fun stuff. <laughs> all kinds of fun stuff. I did enjoy, like, I got home and watched our video on uh, the TV. That graphic is very nice. Which one? At the beginning of our video. Oh, the little, yeah, the, the little logo sting. Yeah, I got to see it really good on the TV. Very nice.